Welcome to episode 534 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by the Eventing Riders Association of North America. We would like to thank our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. Find everything for your eventing needs at bitofbritain.com. This week on the Eventing Radio Show, we are joined by Niall Griffin from the Monarch Event Horse Sale, and we are also talking to Sinead Halpin about her return to event riding after the birth of her son. I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, coming to you this week from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Paul Tapner, coming to you this week from Wiltshire, United Kingdom. Now, Liz, you've been quite the jet setter. You're just traveling around the world with all of your ponies. Have you taken all of your your family of pets and, as well as the ponies? <laughs> yeah, it's been a little bit crazy, I'm not going to lie. Um, our horses arrived at our farm in Ocala on Sunday evening, so they've not even been here a week yet. Uh, and we had a lot of horses that came over um, this year because uh, I have a client who brought three courses as well, and then... We had Hallie Coons horses on board and then six um, horses from our side as well. So we've got, oh, I don't know, nine or ten in the barn. Um, it's all go. It's been very hot today, I have to say, um, but I'm not complaining because I'd rather I'm, be hot I'm, than cold. And then we've had the cat and two dogs. I was going <laughs> to interrupt you there. I'm slightly concerned. I, I do want to hear about your cat, your two dogs and your, all your staff and all the rest of it. But you just, <laughs> you've just flown halfway around the world from the UK to the, to the US of A and yet – I would have thought knowing how many horses you've actually flown is quite important because if you accidentally <laughs> left one, nine or ten, which one is it? Because if you've left one at the airport, that could be, you know, a whole different headache, you know. So <laughs> have you actually done a well, head count of how many horses let, went let, on and off the plane? Let me think. Yes, I know. So we 11 came off the plane, one left the yard the minute it got here. Oh, and then I we still have the Hallie's mare is in quarantine for because we have quarantine rights. So we have so 10 have horses, left, have 11 left and actually on. now because we have a <laughs> You left one in there quarantine. We have, a, we have 11. That was silly. <laughs> oh, damn, I was surprised they haven't called me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all, we're, all, we're all good. We digress, Stafford. But, um, but anyway, you were getting yeah, on the it's, cats and dog it's, list. What, so what's the list of the cats and dogs? So uh, our traveling famous dog, Arnold, of course, came over and Gemma, my uh, super groom, her dog, um, Billy the Whippet, came over for his second trip. And this year we have a traveling cat, which, uh, yeah, my husband has to have a cat. So like, um, like yeah, all real turns men out do. the cat likes yeah. to travel. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Sure. He is, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just got he needs a pet. The dog doesn't really like him, so at least he has a oh, pet for likes him. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> the dog yeah. doesn't like him, so he has to bring his cat. Okay, fair enough. There's there's so many. I'm just not going to go there. But uh, uh, <laughs> but it's a cool cat, so that's good. Well, we do um, like cool cats. So, yeah, so all our, critters, all our people and our critters are all here. And luckily, everyone traveled really, really well this year. They all came off looking a million dollars. And um, we're just getting ready now for the Ocala Jockey Club event, which is the last event of the year. And um, I've got four horses competing there, so it's going to be uh, going to be a bit busy. So you have hit the ground running then. So everything is in work. So you've travelled them all fully fit. Um, 
from one end to the other, all in work, ready to compete straight away. So from landing to competing your first competition that you're preparing for, the uh, Ocala Jockey Club is going to be how how, how weeks, days? So the horses landed on the 1st of November and the competition starts next Wednesday. So, um, yeah, they've had they've had enough time. I've done a bit of cross-country schooling today on a couple of them, and they are all feeling very good. We've got our whole cross-country course totally set up here at Horsepower Equestrian, and we've expanded that this year, so that's very exciting. And, um, yeah, they all actually feel great. They all feel ready to go. And what the nice thing about being in Florida is the horses that are still on holiday, so the two horses that went to the Leon and um, a five-year-old, old is just coming back into work and one other horse they are enjoying their holiday immensely because they're out in the sunshine they're on, on a this proper holiday sandy ground eating exactly yeah, literally like they, on like a sunny actually, holiday <laughs> they've actually gone on vacation you have got the most <laughs> exactly. spoiled horses in the world so they've finished so this is your six and seven year old that you took to leon that are on having their 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 vacation uh in florida <laughs> that, that is just that is just bizarre <laughs> that is like you know so extreme uh but presumably you've taken them because they will do some competitions uh you know in the new year Oh yes, absolutely, and um, you know both of those horses are are owned, which is great, and their owners uh, travelled to Le Leon to watch them compete, so that's fantastic, and they will hopefully be moving up to two star and three star this spring, very much hoping, and we've brought one horse to produce and sell, who's a very special horse, um, yeah, and all the others are really primarily um, here for me to compete and the client to compete and um which is great it's i'm lucky to have some really fantastic owners and um and we've I got a lovely girl who's traveled over with us with her three horses this year so very good so and i think there's uh, that's a little bit different from previous trips you've done you've done this jet setting lifestyle going from uh, the uk to the us and escaping the horrendous uk winters for a few years now so but i think previously you've you've had to take horses and be, be aiming to sell them um you know in the usa after you've got them there yeah we've sort of uh changed around what we do a little bit but only because i sold uh two of my best ones in the UK already, which was kind of handy. So um, one of them, very luckily, got ended up being purchased by a lovely girl who's based with us called Prue Dawes, and she's let me keep the ride on him. So that's even better. Even so I will be running better. him at the Jockey Club next week. Ah, it's amazing. And um, she loves the horse, and she's yeah very kindly let me keep the ride for a couple of years. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to compete him in his first one star next week. So if you're going to be an event rider or if you're an aspiring event rider listening to this show, right now, Liz Halliday Sharp, our co-host here, is living the event rider dream. I mean, you know, that is just, <laughs> you're just hitting all of those goals of all, every event rider, you know, produce the horses up, love the horses, have great horses, sell them to owners, uh, finance the whole thing, get to keep the ride, have great owners that travel around the world to all these amazing events with you and uh, actually, uh, you know, literally traveling the world to uh, these international events. So yeah, a true international event right Liz. Uh, I am slightly jealous uh, of the <laughs> lifestyle you've managed to uh, create for yourself uh, but only slightly so uh, because I'm a, a little bit too old to start riding again but that's fine <laughs> but uh, well, enough I mean we work year-round tappers we do work yeah, year-round exactly. <laughs> it is, it is. 
it all is the more hard reason work, why but, I'm but, too old. You know, for that, I'm very yeah. lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but it is great to have owners that are your friends. You can't can't beat that. That is a that's what we all hope for, isn't it? Is to to enjoy having your owners around and have a nice time while you're competing nice horses. Indeed, so, um, it's lucky all to have about their support, keeping, but, keeping but the owners happy. Absolutely. And um, let's talk a little bit about the Jockey Club because this is one of the, along with Adelaide, is one of the last big events of the season. And um, it is coming upon us next week. Um, they've added a CCI three-star this year, which is a big deal. Um, they were really up in the air about whether or not they could make it work. And um, certainly a lot of the community has, has chipped in and, and helped to try and sponsor jumps and do various other things to, to help make it possible. So this year, a full schedule with the Ocala Jockey Club, CCI 1, 2, and 3-star, and of course, the CIC 3-star. It all kicks off on Thursday for competition. Of course, the jog is on Wednesday. And um, it's an interesting course, Paul. You should try and watch on the live stream if you can. It's very much more like a European event, even though we're in Ocala, which is notoriously flat. Um, this event has an incredible amount of undulation. They've got hills. They've got everything you can think of. They have atmosphere, and it's been beautifully built and designed by Mar Mike Etherington-Smith. So it really is a proper event, I have to say. Well, I think our, our listeners are actually going to be spoilt for choice on the old live stream this uh, weekend because, uh, well, is it this weekend? Well, let's just say the, from the 15th through to the 18th of November because um, – you know, like you've said, Ocala, but also Adelaide Four Star, the final uh, big four star of the year. So opposite uh, sides of the world, but two amazing events. Both of them, I would expect, will be available on live stream somewhere, some shape or form. Might have to fight through those FEI TV gremlins again, but uh, for the Adelaide one anyway. So, uh, you know, it's really exciting that we have these amazing events. And uh, like you say, a full complement at Ocala, a one-star, a two-star, and both types of three-star, the long course and the short course. So uh, I presume the entries are high and not only yourself going to be there, but all of the big American names will be at Ocala, Liz? Yeah, I think the entry list certainly for the one and the two star is very high. Um, I don't think the CCI three star has a huge amount of competitors, but there are definitely some heavy hitters there. And then the CIC three star has has a good list of people. You know, like Philip Dutton will be coming back. He's got a few horses running. Um, I know Sinead Halpin's competing. Lauren Kiefer will be competing. Um, there's a lot, a lot of good riders, a lot of the top riders, and and it always is a, a real competition. You know, you have to get in there and fight for it if you want to win a prize and uh, i'm looking forward to going um i've got two in the cci one star and uh, both owned by prue Dawes, and then two in the cic three stars so that should keep me out of trouble i think that will very much keep you out of trouble and uh you've been having some great form this season liz so i very much looking forward to watching yourself on the live stream uh i'll, I'll be dipping in and out of both Adelaide and Ocala this weekend to keep track of uh, all <laughs> of the like action. Sounds like a good day. <laughs> yeah, it should be good fun. And I'm sure the time zones will, will be fine uh, to, to, that we can actually just constantly watch both of them. So it'll be all good. Uh, and, of course, we encourage everybody, if you're in those areas, to go and spectate and cheer loudly, especially for Liz. You know, go Liz. <laughs> <laughs> well, and everybody, everybody at the Jockey Club, we do encourage everyone to get down there because this is a, a family-run event and they do work very, very hard to, to put it on. And 
it is a beautiful event. It is worth going to see and gives you a little taste of Europe out here in Ocala with that lovely course. And I reckon that we should encourage our listeners to tweet or Facebook post us some photos, some selfies of themselves. Let let us know where, which one you were spectating at, whether you were at Ocala, whether you were at Adelaide. Get those selfies with a horse or a, your favourite horse, your favourite rider, or uh, maybe at your favourite shop. And, of course, our favourite shop is bitofbritain.com, our sponsors here. And uh, we'll get to our first guest after we've heard from them. Hi, Glenn the Geek here, and I'm here with Cassie from Bit of Britain with the eventing product of the week. What do we have this week, Cassie? Well, Glenn, uh, tack cleaning is a chore that uh, we horse people love to hate. At, at least that's how I see it anyway. I'm with, with you. With uh, the new Moss Goat's Milk Saddle Soap, you can make cleaning your tack into a lot less of a chore. It's a uh, quality saddle soap that comes in three different scents. Vanilla bean, citrus basil, and tea rose. Moss's, Moss's goat's milk saddle soap does a great job cutting through grime on all types of tack without leaving a greasy residue. And the scents are uh, refreshing without being uh, too strong. We've actually worked with uh, advanced level event rider Sharon White, and uh, she loves Moss products and uses them on her personal horses. And they smell, your tackle smell good after. Exactly. And, uh, in fact, the reaction among a bit of Britain customers to the Moss Saddle Soap was so positive that the line was expanded into a leather care spray, leather laundry wash, grooming wipes, and a deodorizing mist spray. We've had great reaction uh, to the deodorizing mist to use as a uh, helmet deodorizer after these hot summer rides. Uh, and you can also visit uh, Bit of Britain's YouTube channel to learn how Sharon White uses moss grooming wipes to make quarter marks. Well, that's terrific. This is the Moss line of products. It's M-O-S-S. Just go to bitofbritain.com and search for Moss. M-O-S-S, and you'll find their line of products. And the one we're talking about today is the Moss Goat's Milk Saddle Soap at bitofbritain.com. Joining us now on the eventing show is Niall Griffin, who is the director of the Monart Sale. Monart Sale is Ireland's only elite event horse sale. Niall, welcome to the eventing radio show. Thanks, guys. Good to be here. And I, uh, we spoke to you, I think, last year, maybe the year before, and you were in the middle of your show. You were running around organizing things galore. Uh, but now I think the dust has settled somewhat. Maybe some of the horses have already gone. They're all gone, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, just tell our listeners uh, what happened at this year's sale. Yeah, no, we've uh, we've literally just finished the last horses left here about half an hour ago. So, uh, yeah, we're actually all just laying on a couch. Um trying to get enough energy we were we were contemplating having enough energy to get up and make a gin and tonic and pretty much looking at each other to see which one was going to be the bravest to start doing it but yeah no we've we've had a pretty hectic few days um yeah it's it's been busy we've had a hundred and hundred and oh we got it right but 115 horses come in on us on the uh the sunday for vetting day and then by the time we finished we had 109 finished and ready to go um, for the auction, which took place on Wednesday, but obviously we had the showing days on the Monday and Tuesday. Um, so you so have a, 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 th- a three-day uh, show, but not a three-day auction as it is. So you yeah. you have it there. The first day is – just explain how that works for the three days. Yeah, well, we expanded this year, so we had to add an extra day, really, just to the because of the number of horses. Um 
the problem is just to because we show three-year-olds and we show ridden horses and obviously buyers are interested in both you can't look or try ridden horses when you're inside watching the three-year-olds go so we figured we'd try for the first time to add an extra day um especially with the addition of the extra horses to allow buyers more time to try horses and to have a feel of the ridden horses and also to just make go and see the three-year-olds and have a look at them individually after they've performed and stuff like that. And also to allow a bit more time for um, potential buyers to discuss x-rays and vetting certificates with the on-site uh, vet, Marcus Whale. Um, so yeah, we, th- we thought we'd have an extra day and, and to be honest, it's been a great success for us. So Niall, it's, you begin with three-year-olds and then is, is there an age stop at the top end or does it not matter? Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter so much, but this year the top age was six-year-olds, so it tends to be top age six-year-olds. And we started yes. on the Monday afternoon with just showcasing the ridden horses. So they did their showcasing on the Monday, and that allowed everybody time to try them the rest of Monday and then all day Tuesday and Wednesday morning before the auction. So they had plenty of time to try all the ridden horses, which were um, mainly four-year-olds, five-year-olds, and then just a couple of six-year-olds. And then the remainder of the horses, uh, which were about 80 odd, um, no, actually, I think it was 39 ridden horses came forward after the vettings and x rays. And wow. then the remainder were three year olds. And uh, yeah, they were done all day on the Tuesday. And then the Wednesday morning was just a chance for people to get their last look at them, feel of the ridden ones, pull out and look at the three year olds. And then we started the auction at one o'clock in the afternoon in the hotel, which is on site. And then we had that finished up by about uh, half seven. Wow. Sounds like an intense few days. Making me tired thinking about it. But um, I I know that I was having a little peek at your website. And, um, of course, I've known about yourself for some time. I've not been able to make it over there yet, which it seems like I have to. Um, And there's a lot of great horses on there that have gone on to do very very well i'm looking at past sales some all over europe really and some in the united states here um of course a lot of a lot of people especially our listeners that are perhaps over in the u.s and and north america uh, they probably know of some of the sales that are in ireland of course there's gorsebridge and then the monarch sale what sets you apart from the gorsebridge sale or, or what do you think would make your sales so different and and worth going there rather than somewhere else if somebody was going to fly over? Uh, I think the the main difference between us and everyone else that's kind of in in the same market is that all our horses are are handpicked by riders who have all sourced young horses and produced them to the very highest level in our sport. Um, And also then they're all vetted and examined by Marcus and headed by a team by Marcus, but Marcus being the main one. And obviously Marcus is renowned as one of the best vets that there is in the world. And he's been our Irish team vet for show jumping and eventing and for the last decade. Uh, and obviously he's got a brother, Connor Swell, who's very successful in the show jumping ring. Um, so, you know, it's, I think the difference is that the people that are involved in it, we're all actually competitors. We all still compete. Uh, we mm-hmm. realize what it's like to have owners. We realize what it's like um, to look for these young horses and we're good at sourcing them. We do it all the time and we produce them on to sell. So we basically 
pretty much exactly the same as our buyers. There's no difference between us and our buyers. We're doing what they do. That's why we buy in the sale, sale as well. Um, we all have the same goals and we're all pretty much looking for the same thing. So I think that's what puts us kind of on the same level with the likes of, you know, Astia, Nikolai and Oliver and Caroline and all these kind of people that come over. We, we see them on a weekly basis. We're competing with them. You know, that's the other thing too. There's accountability with all of us. It's not, you're not coming to a sale to people you don't really know or you'll never see again and go away from and not really have connection with again. You know, pretty much all these vendors, we're going to see them all. We'll see them all in the next few months in the winter show jumping circuits and on the events and stuff. And, you know, so we have to be really accountable for everything that we do. So we take extra care that Mm. everything we do is as good as it can be, is as transparent as it can be, is, you know, is as open as it can be. Because at the end of the day, you know, most of these guys that come by from us, they're not just um, colleagues, they're friends. So, you know, we, we have to make sure that everything that we say is is 100% and we can stand behind it. Um, and we can, and that's why we're so proud of it. And to be honest, that's why it's grown so big over the years. Indeed, it certainly has grown big and you've attracted some big names. And you meant you, you did a little bit of name dropping there of some of your, as you said, well, colleagues you and to. friends. Colleagues and friends. But <laughs> you know, you're very privileged to be able to call them your colleagues and friends. And most of our listeners, um, you know, you, you, you do a bit of name dropping there. They're superstars. They're heroes. So just uh, impress us a little bit with some people that were perhaps at your sale uh, and perhaps have, have bought some horses this, uh, this uh, sale. Yeah, well, yeah, no, there's plenty of name dropping for this sale. Um, I suppose you might as well start with the biggest one, which was Mike Mikael Young. Um, Mikael's involved in buying three here this time. so um, well, he, he obviously had deep pockets as well as a very uh, good riding technique, hasn't he? Hey? So, well, uh, you say that, but, you know, one of them was, one of them was <laughs> only eight grand. So, you know, it's, um, he didn't have to have that deep pockets. So he's, he's a clever guy. He obviously sees something, you know, so he's a clever guy. So I'm to definitely keep an eye on that one. I'd have to say, um, you know, let me in on the gossip here, though, Niall. Did, when, was he doing the bidding himself? Because I, I, w- I would have thought if I was at that sale and you saw Michael putting his hand up, I would have thought that would have upped the price. Everybody else would start putting their hand up and go, well, Michael wants it. It must be a good horse. We'll pay a bit more for this one. Did, was there a bit of that going on or did he have someone bidding on his behalf? Uh, he, he had Polly. He was on the phone to Polly, to be honest. So he had Polly bidding on his behalf. So, uh, ah, yeah. So. He was very secretive then. He was doing it all by phone. Ah. He, <laughs> <laughs> I would well, that answers a good question, the, but you can do it over the phone. Uh, yeah, no, you most yeah, certainly was... can, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, uh, Michael was um, it was great. He, he got to spend a lot of time in, in, in the scourge in the local town. I think some of our vendors... Come on a bit of a session. I think they christened him Mihal Young for the night, and uh, I think he had a great time. Um, <laughs> so he, so he, so he did come find... and see some horses, and he did try some. Oh, he, he did. He, yeah, he, yeah, did, he, did. he, uh, he wasn't there for the actual days. purchase, so he knew what he wanted. He did. He came and spent a couple of days. He had a good look at all the three-year-olds and the horses, and then he spent a good bit of time with our vet, Marcus, discussing everything and obviously just making sure he was happy with everything. Um, yeah, and then he had to head back, and he made arrangements to phone him or Polly and bid over the phone with Polly. So, yeah, that was um, that was how he handled it. So, yeah, it was good. Um, you know, Astier came back. I was delighted to see Astier come back because, you know, Astier came and spent a good bit with owners there last year and they obviously all have gone on well. He's pleased and he's back again and spending his own money this time. So that was, that was great. And, and then obviously Caroline coming out of the left field, didn't expect that. Um, you know, and she came over and, 
So again, we're, we're going to have to help our listeners out here because you're just saying them as if they're your friends. But we're talking about Caroline uh, Astier Nicola, French Olympic rider, uh, French Olympic superstar. I mean, he's just a hero in, in France in the eventing scene. And now you're talking about New Zealand Olympic. Uh, is she Olympic? I don't know. International event rider. Yeah, yeah. Carol no, Powell. she is. No, she's Olympic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, indeed. So she, how many horses did she buy? She bought two. She bought two. She bought the top lot three-year-old and then she bought another another lovely uh, three-year-old by Munther. Um, so when you say the top the lot, that was the, the highest priced horse? That's correct. Yeah, that was, uh, let me have a quick look. That was, I can't even remember what a lot it was myself, to be honest. That was lot 95 and that went for 45. 45,000 so, euros. For a three-year-old, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good money. It's a, that's a lot of money for a three-year-old. But um, she sees something in it. But to be fair, you know, the under there was the underbidders were all big names too, so they obviously all saw something in it. So it's a, it is a lovely horse, mm. to be fair. Um and then of course Mary King bought a horse and she told me it was the first time she's ever been to an auction. Never mind buy one at an auction, so that was great. A bit of oh, well, very impressive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you know now yeah. I, no, I've I've never actually been to an auction and and I keep meaning to try and go. I keep thinking, oh, I'll go to Gore's Bridge, I'll go. But, you know, I might just have to make an effort to come out to your sale next year because it sounds like a lot of fun along with a very useful way to find, like you say, a lot of young horses that have been sourced by people like ourselves. Um, but it's hard to think when I listen to all this, I'm like, gosh, I've never been to an auction. <laughs> I need to go. Liz, I you are the next missing superstar. out. You are missing I out. Know. Auctions are so much fun. I've been to so many horse auctions over so many years. I absolutely love it. I love it. I love going to the horse auctions where they accept my credit card. That's great. Buying a horse on a credit <laughs> card. Pay next month. That's brilliant. <laughs> That sounds so, about right. <laughs> I could get some British Airways miles at the same time. Exactly. Yes, yes, Sounds yes, amazing. Exactly. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're really lucky, you can hopefully sell the horses on to some owners before you've had to pay off the credit card bill. That was how I was doing it at one stage. But uh, I haven't been to the Monarch sale. I do want to go to the Monarch sale. And, of course, a lot of our listeners are definitely international. If they wanted to come to the Monarch sale, like Michael Young came for a few days and got, got – uh, initiated with some drinking uh, um, fun at the local. Uh, you know, you've got a, a fantastic hotel there that uh, it, it all centres around as well now. Tell us a little bit about the hotel. Yeah, no, so we're, we're very lucky and fortunate to be on the same site as uh, as a Monarch, which is a, a beautiful spa. And uh, it's been ranked in the top three in the world several times by Condé Nast. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a fabulous place to come. It's got great food great accommodation, lovely spa. So yeah, it's, a, it's amazing how many guys have turned up this time and they've brought their wives or partners and uh, who wouldn't necessarily be into looking at horses all day. Um, but they were very keen to come and spend a long time in the spa while everyone else was up getting their horse successful. So yeah, so it's quite convenient that Something way. Something for everyone. <laughs> Something for everyone, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what I'm, what I'm thinking right now, Niall, is what a nice way to travel over maybe with your owners at the end of the season and and all go have have a nice time and enjoy a nice hotel and look at lots of lovely potential horses as well and it makes it kind of a, a fun trip for everybody doesn't it yeah that's i mean to be fair that's kind of part of the concept of it you know like like i said at the beginning we're all riders who've all had owners and have all asked us to find horses over the years and we've all experienced as i'm sure you guys have that feeling of when you've traveled all over the place looking for something and then you've had to wait to see it vetted and then the reality as we all know is that 
probably most of them failed the vet. So you've wasted time, you've wasted money, it's long, it's tedious, and then you're back at it again because the one you really like fails. So basically that was the, the initial concept that we do all that legwork for you. We've sourced them all, we've picked them all out. We then have all the x-rays that are available the whole time to be forwarded on to your vets to assess. So you can have all this pre-homework done before you even come. And then when you come, they've literally been vetted the day before you arrive. So it's current, it's on the spot. You know they've passed the vet. There's none of this worry of, oh, I really like that horse. Oh, I wonder if it will pass mm. the vet. Um, and it's all in the one spot. So it's literally travel, stay in one of the best hotels in the world of comfort. It's enjoyable. Bring your owners, have a good time, great food, drinks, go up, look at the horses. You know they've all passed the vet. And then it's just made the best man win. Oh, I'm definitely sold. I think you might be seeing me next year. I might might need to talk my owners into a, a little Irish uh, winter trip. Um, but definitely we want to make sure that everybody can get in touch and, and learn more about the Monarch sales. So are you on all the different social medias, Twitter, Facebook? How can people find out more? Yes. Yeah, so kind of all our social media side is, is done under the brand of the Team Monarch. And that's where we kind of do the social media for it because it's just once a year that we do this it's it's it seems to be to just have its own specific one because it'll be dormant for so long so we do it under the team monarch um prefix for all the social media so anything with team monarch you could be able to find us and then we've the website which is the monarchsale.com pretty much all the details to get in touch find out all the information you need is is on the site perfect thank you very much niall it's been really great to have you on and i'm sure that you will have a lot more people interested in the sale for next season thanks for being on the eventing radio show the eventing riders association of north america is the collective voice of riders equine professionals and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in north america in cooperation with our members governing bodies related committees and organizers ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. Joining us now on the Eventing Radio Show, it is USA superstar Sinead Halpin. Sinead, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Sinead, we wanted to get you on the show because you have had a wild year. You've had a lot going on, and you're not done yet. You are about to take on the CCI two-star at the up-and-coming Ocala Jockey Club event, your first CCI since having your gorgeous little boy not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm really, really excited. I love the Jockey Club, and you know, it was such an unknown whether I was going to be back in time. Um, Brooks was born about two months ago. So I kind of had, I had my husband on call. I had Leslie Law on call. I'm pretty lucky <laughs> because Leslie did the horse's first PCI two-star this spring. Um, so we all kind of were waiting to see how, uh, how I would be doing. And i actually, everything went so smoothly with the, with the kid that I kind of was back competing actually three weeks later. And um, was uh, wow. really excited to be able to um, to get to go. So it all it all had to work out. You know, I did one training, one preliminary, one intermediate, and now <laughs> we're going to go to yeah, ready, set, go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, 
Sinead, I'm always curious, you know, these uh, these event riders um, who have their, their first children and stuff, like, I know that I'm not very good at stopping ever, and I know we're all the same. Did you <laughs> keep riding through the whole pregnancy, or were yeah. you going a little bit crazy? <laughs> well, I was definitely going crazy, but um, yeah, I rode about 10 days before he was born, and I probably oh, wow. would have kept going, but I had some blood pressure things that they were screaming at me to you know, not leave the couch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I was, look, I, I think it's a pretty personal decision for people. And I certainly gave myself the outs. You know, if I had ever felt nervous or lost my nerve and I didn't ride stupid horses, you know, I had a, actually, a, you know, a handful of really nice horses, really good brained horses. And I'm not just, I just felt like I needed something to keep me, you know, motivated. I think that's, we're all used to going so much, you know, every day so much, and we're so goal driven. And, you know, everybody would ask me how I'm doing. And I'm like, I have no goals. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm oh, crazy. Gosh. So, um, you know, but it was, it was, you know, it was fine. I got to, you know, all of us should probably spend more time at the walk, you know, training pirouettes. <laughs> and that's just, yeah. I, I just pirouettes, <laughs> you know, with an extra. An extra Those are going to be nines of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, I tried anyway. It won't be for lack of trying. <laughs> so, Sinead, I was listening to that, and and you sound, you know, so full of energy that clearly, uh, your your son is it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Your 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 son yeah. is a good sleeper because you know you've got way too much <laughs> energy for a new mother. Uh, well, you know, I'm pretty lucky. I have a pretty rad husband. <laughs> um, so, and I'm a, I'm kind of a morning person and he's not, so we have it kind of worked out and, uh, I do the kind of last meeting at like, I don't know, 10 30, And then Brooks actually sleeps till about 3am and tick will get up and do the 3am and I sleep through that. And then I get up at five, um, or five 30, whenever he wakes up again and feed him. And then I go to the gym and leave Brooks and tick in bed. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and so we kind of have it worked out. Uh, so I, you know, and then I have a, a sitter kind of that looks after him till about two. And uh, so I do my horses. So I'm kind of out of the house from like 530 till two. And then I get back and have him for the afternoon. So it's, it's a, a process. It sounds but, um, like a very well-oiled <laughs> machine that you've just created there. So I, I suspect that all of that time. Yeah, exactly. All of that time being pregnant where you, you were, you know, slightly tearing your hair out from not having any goals <laughs> clearly was, was yeah. you know, organizing what your life was going to be like once uh, once your son arrived. And it sounds extremely yeah. well oiled. And if that's how you're running your life, no wonder you're back <laughs> on course to go and uh, do superstar things at the Ocola uh, Jockey Club this or this coming weekend, next weekend. So, uh, next yeah, week. it's, next, it's next weekend. That's very impressive. Yeah. That's very good. It uh, oh, certainly well. doesn't sound anything like when uh, I had my children uh, running around the horse boxes when we. Yeah, but it does add a different element when they start to to yeah. crawl and walk because I do yeah. remember having my son tied with the lunge line to the front of the horse truck and the dog was running loose around him <laughs> uh, because we had to stop him from he'd go up to all of our horses with the sweat scraper and start sweat scraping their knees down and our horses were fine because he was around them all day but the the, the yeah. neighbor's horses the lorries next door and the horse boxes next door they didn't cope so well so we had to tie him up so he could still get to our horses you know wrap the lunge line around their legs they were fine with that but the neighbors were not so good so I, I look forward to seeing like how I'll, you cope I'll have, to, I'll have to keep that in uh, yeah I know right now when when i put him he stays where i put him down right now so yeah that's but I'll the keep easy stage yeah <laughs> yeah exactly once they start <laughs> moving, little boys it's probably useful to have a lunch whip around for their whole for their whole <laughs> upbringing 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so, uh, yeah we, 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 we don't recommend uh, taking parenting advice from myself, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do whatever oh, works. That's what I figured out. out. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. My, my kids are still alive, so I mustn't have done too much too bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how many competitions have you managed to do since uh, becoming a mother? Uh Three, three recognized ones. In Florida, we're lucky. We've got a couple of really good schooling venues. So I had a couple of schooling competitions, and then I got to go up to Aiken and do Stable View, and then um, uh, another local event, two local events here. So I've gotten to do three. And like you said, you'd already had the exit plans thought or the backup plans thought in case yeah. it didn't really feel so good. So, you know. Talk a little bit about the psychology of that. Was that a little bit, you know, going out on your first competitions? Was there a different feeling coming out of the start box? You know, um, and again, I think the thing was, is that I gave myself all the options. You know, I, if I was feeling anxious, I, I didn't need to do it. I had people, you know, willing. I have a, a very good riding husband. So he was ready to, to ride the horses for me if I was anxious or not prepared. But, you know, I, I downgraded the two-star horse to training, um, which was good for him anyway. And so I just cantered easily around the training, which I think is actually the way to do it. <laughs> like normally when I'm going training, it's terrifying because you're riding like some feral four-year-old. But when you ride a two-star horse training, it's actually really enjoyable. Um, so that, that was fine. You know, like I actually, I just loved being back in the pack. And I think that was something that was refreshing for me is that actually having this downtime and really having, um, you know, a real viable excuse to kind of take a little bit more time before getting back in the tack. I realized all I wanted to do was get back in the tack and that I really, you know, it really, I really just simply love horses and I love riding and I love competing and it, it's not a chore. I feel like a lot of people have, you know, kind of make comments to me like, Oh, I can't believe, you know, you're like superwoman back on there. I'm like, no, I mean, it's, it's the only place I want to be, you know, getting up at 5am and feeding the kid and going to the gym, you know, that takes a lot more motivation. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. Heading off to the jockey club. It's it's an event that I know you've been a little bit involved in um, because you do live in Florida year round at the moment. And uh, first year they're doing the CCI three star, which took a bit of work to make sure that happened. And Mm -hmm. um, this is the third time the event is run. It's a fantastic event, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, you know, we actually a couple years ago. Tick and I actually lived in the at the jockey club, so we rented from Eric and Pavla, and um, we were next door. Lynn Smansky and I lived together, and we were next door to Jenny and Hannah. And Jenny Brannigan really is the one that put the bug in Pavla's ear and Eric's ear to get this thing going, and kind of made the introduction. So we've really been around it since the start, and so we felt very, um, yeah, we we felt like we we needed to make sure everything was a success, and. Um, so whatever they kind of need, we we show up and help. And I think it was a real community effort to keep the uh, the three star. I think you were on that that message group um, where it was yes. you know, the CCI was going to happen or not. And it really was the community that said, "Look, like we'll sponsor jumps, we'll show up, we'll you know whatever you need to do to make this happen." Because the venue is beautiful. I mean, a lot of people think that Florida is completely flat, where ninety percent of it is. But the Jockey Club has beautiful hills and terrain, and the ground's always great. And you know, it's seven degrees and sunny in November, so it just makes it a real destination event. You know, it's a really nice way to end the season um, and great course design. So it's it's pretty super. Indeed, it sounds super. And uh, I, 
sounds like it's going to be a, a good event for spectators as well. You know, Liz and I had a little chat saying that uh, it's a great uh, weekend coming up in both Akala and uh, all on the other side of the world, Adelaide, Australia, two yeah. major events. Um, and if anybody's in the locality, really encourage them to get along and, and, and watch because I think there's a lot of superstar riders there, a lot of superstar horses there. And, uh, you know, you, you, it seems like you can't speak highly enough of the event. So do, the, do you have any idea what it's like for the spectators? Do you get good crowds there? Yeah, yeah, it it is super, and the venue really lends itself to spectators. Even front, like there's a nice big hill that you can pretty much watch the whole cross country with from one spot. So, um, and they've got a great, uh, you know, trade fair, so you can shop, and there's great food and all of that. But it really, I mean, it's just a beautiful outing in Florida. So, I mean, even <laughs> what a better backdrop. So it's it is they get very they get good crowds. They have the last couple of years anyway, and um, I think they're trying to expand on that every year, but. It's a nice day, yeah. Well, Sinead, I'm very excited to get out there and compete myself and to see you there and hopefully to meet your new little one because I've only (laughs) recently come back to the U.S. after the summer. So, um, but yeah, I think we're definitely going to be out there fighting. Luckily, I'm not competing against you, so we don't, we don't have to properly battle it out here on the radio. (laughs) um, Don't worry, I I haven't added that. Obviously, um, (laughs) <laughs> that's that's next to come. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have a lot of fans, I'm sure, on the Eventing Radio, Sinead, after um, all of your results in the past and, and your team experiences. So can you just remind everyone how they can follow your success as you carry on with, with both your family and your horses? Are you on Facebook, uh, Twitter, lots of social media? I think we're on all the things. <laughs> yeah, the I mean, things. I, all the things, all the things. So most of our social media is under Copperline Farm now. Actually, my husband and I bought a farm down here two years ago um, and named it after the James Taylor song Copperline Farm. Um, so you can follow it on Copperline or I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook under just Sinead as well. So any of those avenues is a, is a good way to go. Or come out to Ocala Jockey Club and come say hello. Yes, indeed. Even we want better. all of our listeners to get out to a Carla Jockey Club. I think we need yeah. to rustle up a prize for the best selfie with Sinead uh, <laughs> from our listeners that gets t- Facebook post to the eventing radio show. Uh, make sure you it. tag everybody in it. Tag the, the Sinead, tag the Ocala Jockey Club uh, and, and post it to us. We want to see who can get the, the, the best selfie with, uh, you know, maybe some action shots behind. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah the action shots of uh, trying to keep the baby from crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Pushing the stroller around the cross-country course. This is going to be action-packed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A whole new world. (laughs) Love it. Thanks for listening to the Eventing Radio Show, presented by the Eventing Riders Association of North America. You can learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. Find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. Follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search for The Eventing Radio Show. And, of course, on Twitter, at Eventing Radio. Listen to The Eventing Radio Show anytime, anywhere with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android devices. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. And, of course, we can also be subscribed to via iTunes. 
Thanks again to our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, and you can follow me on Facebook, Liz Halliday, on Instagram, Liz Halliday-Sharp, on Twitter, at Liz Halliday, and of course on our website, hseventing.com. And I've been Tappers in your ears, and you can follow me on Instagram at Tapner Eventing, on Twitter at Tapner Eventing, on Facebook, Tapner Eventing Team, and on the old website, tapnereventing.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.